Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. This is episode 52. Yes, a year's worth of Social Series. The pandemic has been going on over a year, and we've been with you every step of the way, and we are going to keep on trucking here along, covering all the issues in college athletics. So I am pleased to be joined by three accomplished athletes uh, in various sports here. Uh, in your upper left, we've got Cody Turner. Uh, he was a reliever on a national championship team, now a starter with Chapman Baseball. They have just started their spring season. Great to hear on that. Uh, Shafika Maloney, part of the national championship Arkansas Razorbacks women's track team. Uh, she ran the 800 and the 4 by 400 And then Danielle Malilli from Queens College, part of a national championship women's swimming team. Uh, the men's and the women's swim team won the national championship at Queens. Uh, Danielle swam in the 50 free, the 100 free, the 100 breast, the 200 free, and three relays. So, uh, Cody, be patient here for a moment because I got to get to the current national champs. Uh, I just want to start with you, Shafika. Um, your overall experience on an NCAA tournament, a national championship, winning it for Arkansas, what was that experience like? during a pandemic, winning a championship? Um, I've been at Arkansas for three years, and this was one of my first championships. Um, it was it was a pretty good feeling. You know, um, last year when the indoor season got ended abruptly, we didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, we started out training about three weeks after, and it was it was a very good feeling um, with all the hard work paying off. Um, Honestly, you know, um, the past three years that we won, we've got some hats and, you know, this past year, you know, they didn't give us any hats and I was okay with it because, you know, there's a pandemic and, you know, they're trying to limit, you know, how much we're out there, um, butted up together. But then, you know, at the basketball, they had hats for final fours and I was just wondering, you know, we won a national championships and we couldn't get some hats. So, you know, apart from that, it was a really good experience, I would say. So the actual event, um, you know, there's been so many protocols and I want to get to, to Danielle and, and, and Cody here in a moment, but how did the event go off um, during a pandemic in terms of protocols in comparison to what you might've had to deal with during the regular season? Um, all of our um, track meets were home meets. So we've had time to, you know, prepare and practice, you know, having um, certain designated areas for athletes and officials and stuff. And I think all those meets came together to allow us to have a very successful meet. I think all the protocols that were in place were very good. I felt very safe. You know, I was able to compete and watch some of my teammates compete. And I think um, the NCAA did a good job in making sure that everyone was safe and we had a um, successful championship. So Danielle, um, I will tell you that swimming uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, it was one of those sports during the early stages of the pandemic, you know, pools weren't open. A lot of it, I think, probably had to deal with locker rooms. Um, and, and so that was a big issue for ultimately swimming to get on board as one of the sports that could come back. Uh, what was your experience like uh, during the regular season in comparison to the NCAA tournament of winning a championship? Um, the season kind of like um, Shafika mentioned, you know, we prepared for it and we wore our masks and we had rules in place. So by the time we got to NCAAs, you know, nothing 
was very different. Um, so it honestly felt like the most normal experience I've had in a year. And surprisingly, even with all of the rules in place, but it was executed very well, I believe. And there was a system of getting putting your mask on right when you step out of the pool. And then it's only um, off when you're in the water, things like that. And so, yeah, it wasn't much different. Um, I think having a little less than a year to prepare for it <laughs> was the main um, benefiting factor. You know, I, I just asked a quick technical question. Uh, how did that work um, when you're still potentially wet and you've got to quickly put on a mask? Yeah, so you still put it on. Um, our coaches actually gave us little Ziploc baggies. So, you know, when you're behind the block is the main chance of it getting soaked. And so we just slip in our little Ziplocs. And um, right when we get out, if you have your towel nearby, pat dry, put it back on and continue on. We, I showed up to NCAAs with probably 15 different masks. <laughs> um, all right, so I want to delve deeper into all this, but I want to get Cody in here first because now you're on – well, they just completed their championship. You are now starting your, you know, progression toward one. Uh, a year ago at this time, there was no season. Uh, give me the comparison of what you felt a year ago to what you're feeling now. Um, it's definitely different. Um, you know, the buildup this season is a lot different from that of last season. Um, you know, coming off a great year and now kind of getting stopped and then having to go and this, all these new rules and especially NCA has their own rules and then Chapman University has their own rules of what they want. Um, it's been, it's been tough, this, this, but it's, it's also been, it's also been good with how everybody's communicated with one another, um, both what are our protocols about this season and how can we best get an actual season in. Um, but it's been, it's been good. We've been able to, um, it started slow of getting, getting, used to what we wanted to do and, and how the protocols were all going to fit in. Um, I know some of our practices started off in small groups and then that slowly led into bigger groups. And then um, with the season first starting, we were getting only a certain amount of guys were allowed in the dugout and then every other, other players had to go outside the dugout and you rotate and who got to go in and who got to go out. Um, and now we're at the point where we're finally able to have the majority of the team in the dugout. Um, and able to social distance everybody. But like everybody else was talking about with the masks, it, it, it's tough because with the physical activity, you start sweating underneath the mask and then that's uncomfortable and everything like that. But um, it's, it's going well and I'm excited to get the season on a roll. So. You know, we've seen in baseball, some players have chosen to actually wear a mask while they're playing. Uh, how, how much have you seen any of that activity? Um, some people I've, I've seen it. Um, me personally, I find it as a pitcher, I find it hard. It's, I'm, I'm sweating, I'm breathing hard, and it, it doesn't make it the, the easiest thing. Um, but as soon as you get in the dugout, you kind of just throw it on and um, makes it easier. But when I'm out there on the mound and stuff like that, I find it a lot easier to compete without it, without it on, um, especially because your whole life you've competed with, with a certain set of what you do and your routine and stuff like that, and now you're throwing a wrench in it. Um, but when I'm, when I'm out there, I, I try and keep that off. Well, and I will say, I mean, there are a few positions in sport where you're as isolated as a pitcher. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, you're out there by yourself on that mound. So yeah. I would I would say you already have built-in social distances. Um, Shafika, uh, let's deal with um, the process, especially I'm interested in the relay. 
uh, how things evolved. I mean, when this pandemic started, you know, we were all big on like, you know, we can't touch same thing. And there's a baton, you know, could I touch it? Could you touch it? And, and we evolved to where now it's airborne. Not that that's any better, but it feels like we've moved beyond, um, you know, inanimate objects. H how did that evolve with you as an athlete dealing with the changes within your sport as to what you could and could not do? Um, at the beginning, um, when it first started, you know, the, the social distancing, it was really enforced. And as the months passed, um, we started increasing how often we do our COVID testing. So, you know, um, you do your COVID testing at the beginning of the week and um, you're okay then, you know, not that they didn't enforce the social distancing um, as much, but you know, you can go into practice thinking, okay, we are good and we could um, do whatever we need to. But uh, with the relay, um, you don't, it's not something that you have to practice every day. Like everybody have the individual events. And when it comes to competition, you know, everybody just passed the um, stick around the track. So the only time we had to worry about um, touching the same stick that everyone had was like in competition and then by that time, you know, the COVID testing was done every week and um, some of my teammates had already had COVID and they were within the 150 days. So everybody was good. Um, I think like even with the mask and stuff, we had to warm up in our mask. And the only time we got to take our mask off was when we were um, on the track. So I think the progression of um, COVID and the, the laws and stuff that they had in force um, from what last year to now, it has slowly gotten better and it has allowed us to be able to practice more um, fluently, especially with the relays. What about you in, in terms of relays within the pool, Danielle? Um, yeah, being in chlorine, um, our sport wasn't as um, high as a, like high uh, risk as other sports, but we just wore our mask. If you were, say, third on the relay, you just wore your mask up until it was your time to go. Um, but at NCAAs, due to having no spectators and then having everybody sit in the stands, we were not allowed to just sit on deck. The deck was more open. So when you went back for your relay, you were allowed to just stand behind your block, all in position and ready to go, having those gaps between one another. Um, but yeah, just right, right before you get in and right when you get out, just put it on and off. So I want to go back to the feeling of this abrupt ending that we all felt in some form or fashion in college athletics a year ago. Uh, and if we could go around our group here and, and just, you know, for you, Cody, um, it was right at the beginning. And, and for Shafika and Danielle, it was toward the end. Um, you know, just what that feeling was like when everything comes to a screeching halt. And, and we all have to remember a year ago, we didn't know the severity of what was ahead of us, uh, you know, as a country, as a, as a planet. Um, what, what was that like to go through that a year ago at this time? Cody, you can start us off. Yeah, I'll start. Um, it was definitely a tough moment, especially for, you know, I was, I'm a, I was a junior then, now a senior. Um, but watching the seniors that I've now played with for three years, um, their season come to an abrupt halt. And watching them now, what am I like? What am I doing now? What am I? Where do I go from here? Um, and that was that was tough. And especially because we had had such a good season, and before that, and we're coming off the national championship, and really looking to repeat that, and really looking to 
be another one, be back to back. Um, and so it was, it was tough, but you know, we had a good group of guys coming back um, and a good group of new freshmen coming in. And that made it a lot easier in the sense, because we knew we were still going to be able to defend that national championship and still, uh, still come back and be a good team the next year. So that's at the beginning, Shafika and Danielle, what was it like as you're building up to a championship and then bam, it stops. You want me to go first? Sure. Um, you know, it wasn't really the end, but it was at the end of the indoor season. And there was, for me personally, there was like two completely different emotions. One, um, I was a senior at the time and it was like my last track season for um, indoor and outdoor. And at the end of the indoor and I didn't even get to run and the outdoor was canceled. Like it was like, wow, this is my last year. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the next couple of months. I might go have my outdoor because at that time they didn't tell us whether or not they were, they were going to um, grant us our outdoor back. So, you know, I was like, it was so much emotions. And then, you know, if you know track and field and if you run, you know, running is not easy. Like track practice is really hard and having to do all that work leading up to that moment. And then it just stops and, you know, you can't go out and show all the hard work you've put in. It, it, it was it wasn't easy for some of us, especially some of the seniors who had to, you know, say, well, okay, I can't come back. Um, like this has to be the end of it. Like, so it was, it was pretty rough emotionally. Yeah, I would say the same. It was really rough, especially for the seniors. Um, <clears throat> being all the way up in Geneva, Ohio too, that was, we were lost, honestly. We were, we don't know what's going to happen. We had to get back to North Carolina we had the school telling us we had three days to get off of campus and we're like, we're not even on campus. Um, so it was, it was intense. Um, it was more obviously shocking too, just because we had been there for, um, four to five days already at that point. And it was kind of been steps. So slowly they took away spectators. And then the, that night, the second day, we didn't go back at night for finals. And when we um, were told the seniors, it was just so sad because like Shavika said, some of them couldn't come back and some of them weren't going to take that extra year. And that was the end. And it was so abrupt and it was like a slap in the face. And, um, you know, we just all tried to be there for one another and try to make the best of it. But um, yeah, it was, it was insane. So one thing that I've experienced, you know, in covering this and then as a parent of a freshman in college, um, this year when people ask me, well, you know, how's my daughter doing? I said, well, you know, it's not easy. It's just like, it's not normal. And uh, I will tell you that, and I'm curious if you all share this, uh, you know, the experience that, you know, we're living through is that college students, let alone student athletes, it felt like to me that they were living in as much fear of being contact traced as much as getting the virus, because at least where my daughter goes to school, the contact tracing dorm, you know, was like under lock and key. Whereas if you had the virus, there was actually a little bit more freedom with within your sort of COVID dorm. And that stress is real. And I don't know if the public understands that of what every college student, let alone student athlete had to go through. And so I'm gonna go around the room here <laughs> as well. And Daniel, if you could just talk me through the last six months of what that was like of going through that daily stress of every day that you're getting tested every week or however you're getting tested of on pins and needles, who's positive, who's not, 
What does that mean? Who was I with? Do I get contact traced? And all that kind of daily, nightly stress that you all went through. Um, yeah, it was high. It was high intensity. We, you know, found ourselves walking on eggshells every practice. Um, being limited to like not using a locker room and stuff, that was a little bit, we felt safer in that sense, but you never know. And, you know, we have a trustful relationship, but you don't know where you can get it from outside sources, um, grocery stores, things like that, what people are doing with their free time. And it was just thinking about it makes me stress out. I, we went through a two week period where we had one after another, just positive cases. And this was back in, um, after New Year's Eve. And we seeing so many people just, it felt like our team was falling apart. And those who were negative, we ended up having to self-isolate for just about two weeks. And I live here alone in an apartment off campus, but I was stressed to go to the grocery store. I was like, am I just not presenting my symptoms yet? Am I asymptomatic? You know, and not knowing fully, you know, there's so many questions about this virus that not everybody is knowledgeable about it, including myself. And I don't know all the facts hundred percent. And so not knowing, you know, I literally had to look up what is the difference between quarantining and isolation. And I, you know, we just took it step-by-step. Step. It was stressful, but, um, you know, so many highs and lows. And I'm just thankful that we finished the season out. Shafika. Um... It was, as piggybacking off what Danielle said, we were walking on eggshells. Um, with track, you miss two days and it feels like a, a whole month. So missing two weeks was really rough. Um, there was, there have been two instances in the off season where like almost everybody on the team had a positive and you go to um, COVID testing and you can't sleep the night after because you don't know if you're going to wake up to um, text messages or phone calls saying that you're positive and you have to go into quarantine. Um, there was, I've been in quarantine about twice for contact tracing and I've never had COVID. Um, that was like four important weeks of practice that I had to miss. And any track athlete to tell you, you miss two days and come back and you feel like you haven't ran in months. And so that was pretty hard. But, you know, after a while, sorry to say, um, it was kind of relieved that, um, relieving that most of my teammates caught COVID because then I knew, okay, they're within 150 days and, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about contact tracing anytime soon. And I knew I was doing my part to not get COVID. Like if I wasn't at the track or at the, um, the student center doing schoolwork or, you know, whatever, I was home in my apartment. So I knew if they were in the 150 days and I did what I needed to do, I would have been okay. So after a while, it got easier. And, you know, recently having the vaccine, I took the vaccine, you know, I don't have to worry about that no more. So that's, that's been a relief, honestly. Cody? Yeah, you know, nobody wants to be the one, the one person that gets the team sick. Nobody wants to be that person. Um, and, you know, you go in to get your test at the beginning of the week or right before the game, and you're sitting there for, you know, they call you in 20 minutes if you're positive. If you don't get a phone call, you're negative. And you're sitting there for 20 minutes and you're like, I really don't want to be that person. I really don't want to be that person. Um, Cause you know, one person goes, the team goes because you're with, you're with the team the whole every day for three hours, four hours plus. And especially me when I, I live with five other baseball guys and, you know, so the house is going to be quarantined and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's not, it's nobody wants to be that person. 
And um, so you're definitely walking on eggshells, like um, everybody has said, and it, it's stressful. It really is. It is stressful because you don't know who you walk by who has it or, or go to the grocery store, like Danielle said, and it's, it's, it's not easy, but I mean, we're athletes, we're used to being under stressful situations, you know, so um, we try to make do. And, and Cody, I want to follow up on this and maybe go around. I mean, you've all mentioned this about your circles and, and, you know, I just came off covering obviously the NCAA tournament and, and all these players were talking about how these teams were as close as they've ever had in any team they've ever been with in large part, because that's all the only people they ever saw you know, let alone they never saw their families, um, but they didn't see anybody else. Um, you're in the midst of it now, Cody, and I'm curious, Shafika and Danielle, what that was like to literally have a circle that is, for the most part, your team, and that's it, as much as you want to try to be a regular college student and socialize or maybe see your family. Um, what is that like now for you, Cody, and what was that like for Shafika and Danielle? It's, um, it's, it is, it's, it is what it is, you know, um, you, you got, I mean, you're with your team anyway, the whole entire time, but, you know, I, I find it especially tough now as a senior, um, kind of trying to communicate that to some of the freshmen, you know, because the freshmen come in here and they're looking, they still want their freshman experience. They want that, what it's like to be a freshman, how to live in the dorms, stuff like that. And, you know, as a senior, I got to, I got to look at them and be like, hey guys, we got to just, you got to kind of stick with the team here. We're, we're the only ones we can really hang out with because we all are getting tested. We all know where we're at. And if you don't, then it, it, it causes issues and it could, it could ruin our season and we all want a season. Um, so it's, it's been tough, uh, but it's also been rewarding in the sense that we've gotten to know each other more as a team and really become a unit that, that can be successful and something that, can, um, that has a certain kind of bond and a certain kind of connection that can really catapult you to a good season and to a national championship, hopefully. Shafika? Um, you know, we got to a point where we, we had to hold each other accountable. And at first, you know, some people don't like to be held accountable for their actions. And after a while, they, they had to learn that, that this is our life now. And it definitely brought us closer. Um, sometimes how practice is set up, we hardly see the distance runners because during the offseason, they got to prepare for cross country. They're always on the road or on some trailing stuff. And, you know, and we are on the track so it it definitely brought us together and I think this past um NCAA championship it really showed because um we were more appreciative of you know because you never know when you know like last year when the season's going to end abruptly so we became more appreciative for each other and what we were doing and you know it helped bring us together for this past NCAA championship Cause it definitely was a team effort. Like we couldn't do it without the distance and the distance couldn't do it without us. So definitely brought us together. And, and I say it, it helped a lot. Um, yeah. I feel like my team struggled a little bit in all honesty, it was tough for us to find that connection just because our team um, only being a sophomore and last year, some of our traditions we had, that couldn't be done because of COVID this year. We felt like we didn't have that bond and that um, outside of swimming relationship. Um, but with many like trial and errors and trying to figure out, yes, we are in a bubble and yes, these are the only people we can see. And yes, this is the new norm and it is not an ideal situation. By you know grasping that and finally figuring it out, I think, um, with that brought a bond and 
between conference and NCAAs and then so many downs that we experienced, um, that is what in the end I think brought us together because we all did the exact same thing. We all isolated, we saw positive and negative cases and we had things taken away from us. And um, I think at the end of the day, and you know, this goes to pretty much anybody in society, having that feeling of, you know, this is a new norm. In the end, it's like, this is something that everybody all went through together and nobody is higher, nobody is lower. We are all on the same level of not really knowing and all going through it, taking it one day at a time and just being there for one another, respecting each other, no matter what happened. And um, just putting in the work, regardless if we had so many days off or so many days on, um, I think in the end, this was probably going to be the strongest year for this team. So I want to end with something positive. Um, and, and let's think about this. You know, we all hope that we're going to have a normal or new normal year next year, both as college students and as student athletes. Um, but what do you think you guys all went through and are going through Cody uh, that in a new normal, where hopefully, you know, we don't have to social distance as much. Hopefully we don't have to mask as much. Uh, hopefully people are, you know, what through herd immunity of vaccination, uh, we're on the other side in some form or fashion in September and beyond. Um, what do you think can come out of this pandemic, you know, from a student athlete perspective that we can take that you think will be positive going forward for next year and years beyond that? And I'll start with you, Danielle, and we'll end with Cody with Shafika in the middle. Um, I think just kind of relating back to what I said, just having that feeling of things being taken away, um, you realize the importance of some things to you and how, how much you um, hold them close to your heart. And so I think moving forward, it's like, I, at least for myself, I'm going to value this, this next few years, you know, I'm only a sophomore, so I still have two more years and I'm going to value it probably more than I would have, um, have in my previous years of swimming, because I know the feeling now of not being able to, and you know, it's tough and it's easy to say, oh, my sport sucks right now, or, oh, I'm tired, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go through this period again, or have six months of no training whatsoever. Um, so I think just realizing how much it means to you and moving, cherishing it. Uh, in relation to what um, Danielle said, um, I think, and I, I guess I could speak for other athletes as well, um, it allowed us to have greater appreciation for our sports, because you know, you never know when it's going to be taken away, when you're going to have it back or what life is going to look like down the road. And, you know, I couldn't see it then, but now, you know, I think, and unfortunately, I think the, the pandemic was like a blessing in disguise because, you know, I think a lot of us learned stuff about ourselves that we didn't know and, you know, became stronger people, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally because, I think, you know, it takes a lot to be able to train not knowing what comes next. Because like I said, after the pandemic, like three weeks after I started training and I didn't know if I was going to have a track season, but I kept going at it because I realized it was something that I love and something that I wanted to do. So, you know, I stuck it out and, you know, it and I'm starting to, you know, fruits of my labor, so to speak. Um, and I think, you know, everybody out here and not just us you know just 
hang on to what you're doing and things definitely will get better. Um, I think the pandemic is something we're going to have, not the pandemic, but, you know, the situation that is going on is something that we're going to have to learn to live with and, you know, listen to, you know, the healthcare officials and everything so we could get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. Cody, wrap us up. Agree completely with everybody. And um, I, I think when, when people are able to accept an unchangeable situation, such as the one we were in, nobody can change it. You know, we were all in this situation together. And I think when people were able to accept that, we were all able to kind of better ourselves and become more, more successful because we didn't have any other option. You know, nobody else had an option of what, I mean, you could, nobody knew what to do, you know? So once you were able to accept it, you were able to all right, now what can I do? What, where, where can I go from here? And, and that meant even training harder at home because that was all you could do. Or, um, you know, running over tapes and video and just because you, you didn't have anything else to do. You couldn't practice as a team, so you might as well get something, get better somehow. And, you know, I think those little things of how to get better when you couldn't actually go physically do those things is going to be a positive for future people because now they can look at the look at what we did to get better during this time and use that as well as actually um, their practice to even become better and and make themselves even more successful. Well, all three of you are champions. Uh, I really appreciate you um, sort of peeling it back a little and talking about the real issues here. I mean, and so much as we discussed here during this uh, this call. Um, you know, I don't think is in the public space as much. Everyone just sees the competition and not know, not knowing fully what goes on behind. And especially the stress that all of you and all student athletes and all college students, as I said, have been under this year. It's been unprecedented. Uh, and it's a credit to all of you to get through it. Uh, and hopefully it will all make us obviously stronger because of it. Um, so Cody, Shafika and Danielle, I appreciate it all. And, uh, Hope only the best for all of you. Cody, you got another championship to try to go out and win this spring. And that'll wrap up episode 52 of our NCAA Social Series, a full year of doing this show. Uh, we look forward to many more weeks, maybe many more years, of bringing you all the issues in college athletics from across all divisions, one, two, and three. So as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series to check out all our 52 episodes. You can watch any of them. We'll talk again next week. Stay safe, everyone.